Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. Stand up for your country. Well, President Biden is off today, uh, came back last night from Poland and Ukraine, so he's uh, taking it easy. But tomorrow he will return uh, to ignore vexing problems, which is what he does pretty much every day. He just, well, board is fine. Don't, don't worry about it. Inflation ain't that. But today's off. But Pete Buttigieg, the Secretary of Transportation, is not off. He was forced to go to East Palestine, Ohio, to look at the toxic train wreck fallout. There's Pete. So he had to go. Uh, he didn't really want to go since it took him, uh, what, three weeks to get there? <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, and that's the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. You know, all this is about politics, certainly, because Trump went yesterday, and I'm going to bring that in. It is about politics, let's be honest. But it's also about reassurance that if you have a position of power, as Buttigieg does, you have to go and try to help your fellow citizens. And Buttigieg said, no, I'm just not going. Now, once Trump announced that he was going to visit Ohio and go to the town and 
he brought water and he bought everybody McDonald's, whatever he did, that put pressure on the Biden administration. So they ordered Buttigieg to go when they should have ordered Buttigieg to go three weeks ago. Okay, but they didn't because Biden, he's not engaged. So anyway, Trump shows up yesterday, and that was an interesting media thing I'll get to in a moment. And Buttigieg shows up this morning. I butted their sound bites together. Go. To the people of East Palestine and to the nearby communities in Ohio and Pennsylvania, uh, we have told you loud and clear, you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. We stand with you, we pray for you, and we will stay with you in your fight to help answer and the accountability that you deserve. We'll have that accountability. It'll all be out there very clearly. We've laid out a set of actions that DOT has taken, some of which were already underway, others which we're adding to the agenda. A set of things that the railroad industry needs to do, including better informing communities when hazmat is coming to them, something I've talked to the governor about and strongly agree with him on, uh, and uh, including uh, steps to take care of, uh, of their workers and their system, and things that we need Congress in order to, to work on. But what about the folks, Pete? What are you doing for them? Going to bring FEMA in? Are they going to get money to relocate? Are you, what are you doing? Are you testing? Are you going to bring the environmental people in to see what the danger, the possible danger may be? This is all bureaucratic blather. All right. And, and Trump was all right. I mean, Trump doesn't have any power anymore um, to do anything. Now, here's the interesting part. When Trump gave his speech live, CNN, MSNBC and Fox News didn't cover it. Now, Eight years ago, that would have been unheard of. Trump was on TV every hour on the hour because every time he went on, the ratings went up. Four years ago, they probably would have covered the president, Trump, at the time, making that kind of a thing. But now they don't. And it's particularly uh, interesting that FNC, which made a fortune um, from Donald Trump, they didn't cover his live remarks. Now, they all reported on it later, and it's all right. I'm not, if I were the news president of those agencies, I would have taken 10 minutes of Trump's speech live. I wouldn't have taken the whole thing, but 10 minutes, I think you can dip in. There wasn't a, outside of the Ukraine thing, which we got a lot of coverage on. You had 10 minutes to spare for that. But the reason, uh, and I wrote this in the message of the day on BillOReilly.com, we urge you to go there every morning. You don't have to be a member of anything. You just go to the website, BillOReilly.com. You can read the message of the day. The reason is the corporate media now, all of them, 100%, doesn't want Trump around. They don't want him to be president again. They don't want any part of Donald Trump. He has no corporate media allies today. He did have Fox News. That's gone. Okay? So when you're in that situation, Trump has got to get the stuff out himself, which he's doing a decent job of. I don't know you know, what the future there lies, but um, he's doing, he gets what he wants out there. So the hate Trump media, which is now all of it, you know, pretty much, uh, they go immediately to whataboutism. I hate this, by the way. So you don't deal with the uh, problem. You put that aside, but what about this? Roll the tape. And by the way, where was that guy when there were, were disasters, when there were train disasters? 
when he was president of the United States. Exactly. I never saw him out. Well, I never saw him out. Where was he? Why, why did he decide to go here? Well, he did go throw paper towels at people at one point. Those are two of the dumbest people on television because maybe they have native intelligence, but they're so lazy. All you had to do is what my staff did, and it took them about 10 minutes. How many trained derailments, serious ones, were there during the Trump administration? The answer is there were three. None of them toxic. Okay, 2017, um, Washington uh, State, DuPont, three killed, 62 injured in a trained derailment. Why would a president go to that? No reason. Okay, same year, 2017, Brooklyn, train crash, 103 injured again. Local story. All right. And 2018, South Carolina train collision, two killed, 116. But they were accidents where people were killed. But there wasn't toxic waste. There wasn't water pollution. There wasn't an environmental disaster. There weren't people not knowing where to live. These were, why would no president will go to those? I mean, that's, those are local stories. Even though it's horrendous, what was the president going to do? But here you have an ongoing toxic environmental problem. It's a much bigger story. So those people, this is NBC News, by the way. So NBC News basically sets up a satellite news operation, MSNBC, which doesn't care about anything other than bashing Republicans and conservatives. That's what they're in business to do. They, they have no other agenda, no other purpose. Again, um, Ms. Brzezinski and Mr. Scarborough could have easily said to their staff, find out how many derailments there were and if Trump went and why he didn't. Well, that's, I just told you. And I don't think there's any American that would say, well, a president should have gone there. No, there's no reason to. If there is a problem that lingers, that may involve tens of thousands of people, as this one in East Palestine, then you go. Or you send people to judge three weeks later. It's so crazy. It really, it really is. Because Biden's philosophy basically is, if he's just look away, ignore it. That's the flaw. That's the governance we have. Eh. We have record breaking debt in this country. By, eh, so what? <laughs> so what? Hundreds of thousands of people dying from narcotics overdoses. That, eh. And, you know, people don't believe me. Oh, you're partisan O'Reilly. You're this, you're that. I back up everything I say. You know that. That's why you're here. Okay, so Buttigieg uh, goes, he gives a bureaucratic speech, he didn't show any empathy for the people in Ohio affected by this, so <laughs> I don't know, you make the call. All right, NBC, let's continue our reporting on Andrea Mitchell. Now, I am proud of this. So on Monday, um, actually February 17th, all right, she said that Governor DeSantis in Florida didn't want to teach the kids about slavery. Roll the tape. What does Governor Ron DeSantis not know about black history and the black experience when he says that slavery and the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children? 
Well, he didn't say that. So I was, and we, I, again, my staff did a search. The only one on television, the only one who called out Andrea Mitchell. No one else, even on the conservative networks. I'm going, what's happening here? Now, the Washington Examiner did write uh, a story about it, criticizing Mitchell. So NBC panicked, and boy, they're in trouble over there. And they forced Mitchell to issue an apology, I guess. Roll the tape. In my interview last Friday with Vice President Harris, I was imprecise in summarizing Governor DeSantis' position about teaching slavery in schools. Governor DeSantis is not opposed to teaching the fact of slavery in schools, but he has opposed the teaching of an African-American studies curriculum, as well as the use of some authors and source materials that historians and teachers say makes it all but impossible for students to understand the broader historic and political context behind slavery and its aftermath in the years since. No, it's just gibberish. Word of the day, gibberish. So DeSantis, uh, his people tweeted back, quote, Once again, Andrea Mitchell is imprecise in her description because she relies on unnamed historians and teachers. Florida statute requires the teaching of slavery and its aftermath. We just know that queer studies has nothing to do with Jim Crow, unquote. Okay, and that's true. I mean, look, if you're going to teach African-American studies, you can't bring in activists. You got to bring in historians because the activists are going to tell the kids the white people are bad and the slaves are responsible for the economic success of America today. What slavery did and what happened back then dominated our whole country And the slaves are responsible for what the United States of America has become economically. Now, if you're seven, you're sitting there, you don't know. So that's the activist position, the 1609 Project. It's ridiculous. I can't wait for you guys to read my upcoming book, Killing the Witches, because we get into this, all right, on, on... how the young America, like we take you on the Mayflower, developed without any doubt. I mean, there's no doubt. We have, our research is so crisp here. But anyway, I know what happened. And I know that the activists are being ridiculous. And I know that Andrea Mitchell believes the activists and wants them in the classrooms. And I know that NBC News has no problem with Andrea Mitchell or any of this. And that's why I say they're the worst. Let's, let's be honest. They're all bad now. You're not going to get the truth from any of them. You're not. And if you don't know that, there's nothing I can say. But NBC is the worst. And I feel bad for my pal Lester Holt, who I worked with at WCBS-TV in New York on the local front. Lester was a hell of a reporter. He was good. And, and I don't think he's responsible for the direction NBC News, in fact, I know he's not. That's management, Comcast, Philadelphia-based. But Lester's to sit there and listen to this. And essentially, Lester Holt is an honest man, in my opinion, and I know him. 
Now, the others over there, I'm not going to mention. And Andrew Mitchell's way out there, <laughs> way out there. But, but I know Lester, and he, you know, he's got one of the most powerful positions in the world. And if it were me, I, could I walk away from that? I would, but it would be very, very hard to do that. I don't blame him for staying. CNN. So this is a very poorly sourced story in the sense that there are no names attached to it. I don't know whether it's true or not, but it's interestingly placed. So apparently the new boss over there, Chris Licht, who used to produce the Stephen Colbert show, so it puts you in some kind of context. He wants to hire Charles Barkley, the bomb thrower NBA analyst. And Barkley is a bomb thrower. I mean, he never know what he's going to say. Very entertaining guy, in my opinion, smart guy. Not always accurate, okay, but he's, he's uh, a guy that you would pay attention to. He wants to give Charles a new show, okay? And the zealots at CNN, the far-left zealots, don't want that. The people actually work there, okay? But there's no names on this. But they apparently are rebelling against hiring Charles Barkley. Okay, same thing's happening at the New York Times. So they're reporters and people, they're rebelling against the management if the management doesn't tow a far left line. Okay, Chris Licht, CNN, would be smart to hire Charles Barkley. That might get them some ratings because they're about to fall under 500,000 households a night. We do more than that. I mean, when you count up all of our distribution on radio and television, we do more than that. CNN is, is cratering to the extent that they've got to do something. They're losing money, not overall, but their profits are like this. And who do they get? You're going to put Wolf Blitzer in there, Jake Tapper. I mean, these people are, they're not going to get your ratings, okay? Let me be charitable. Barkley, you throw him in, you'd have to put on someone with him. You'd have to put on a quasi-news person with him, all right, to direct traffic and make sure that it didn't go off the rails entirely. But Barkley would stir it up, and he would get eyeballs, which CNN desperately needs. I don't know whether that's going to happen. I have no inside information at all. I know that they'd like to, CNN would like to get Gail King who's the morning person on CBS to do a show. I don't think Ms. King could do a daily show. In addition to what she does at CBS, maybe she could do a weekly. NPR. So the national public radio is all over America. Thousand stations. It used to be it got a lot of government money. It doesn't any longer. Gets a little bit, but not a lot. So it sells ads and it, and it sells stuff, you know, bags and shirts like I do. Um, and it's got a big reach. Okay. So a thousand radio stations carry it. That's more than carry me. <laughs> and they're going to lay off 10% of every, of all of their people. At least a hundred people are going to get fired at NPR because of the erosion of advertising dollars. Now, why is that happening? Because nobody trusts NPR. 
How could you trust them? Yeah, they didn't like Trump, and, and they, every day that's what you got, but it's their far left. They're never not far left. They're always far left. And there's only a finite amount of people that are in that category. That's why MSNBC and CNN have never succeeded in the ratings. I mean, they pump up Maddow, but Maddow gets maybe two, five, two million, five. I mean, she's not light, lights out. Okay, never been, ever. There just aren't that many progressives in the country. So NPR is laying off a lot of people. They don't make any money over there anyway, so I feel sorry for them. Nikki Haley, everyone. Okay. This is an analysis that is important, I believe. She is running for president, and I applaud her for running for president. Okay. Morning consult poll. Morning consult is iffy. 2,500 potential Republican voters. Okay. Um, The question, would you vote for the following if the 24 Republican primary were held today? Donald Trump, 50%. Ron DeSantis, 30%. Mike Pence, 6%. Nikki Haley, 6%. So Nikki Haley, since she has announced last week, has gained 3% in the poll. Not a disaster because nobody knows Nikki Haley unless you live in South Carolina, where she was the governor. Now, when she ran, I said, all right, but you're going to have to show me something. Because the problem that Ms. Haley has is not that she's passed her prime, as Don Lemon apparently believes. It's not. She's not past her prime. She has no outstanding achievements. Now, what do I mean by that? She ran the state of South Carolina fairly well, and that's a good achievement. She was the U.N. secretary for the USA, U.N. ambassador. Okay, but what did she do there? I I don't know. I can't tell you one thing she did. And I don't live in South Carolina, so I can't tell you one thing she did in South Carolina. She has no outstanding achievements that come to mind. And this is the business that I'm in. So the regular folks living in Montana and uh, New Mexico, Nikki Haley, like this. So she has got to convince Republican voters that she's better than Trump, who's got a lot of accomplishments for four years as president, and DeSantis, who has run Florida very well and took down the woke Disney Corporation. All right, DeSantis took it down. Now talk about an achievement. You may not agree with it, but that's power. So Haley's up against those two guys. I'm sorry, but I I don't see how on this earth she could beat either one of them. My analysis of Nikki Haley. Now, I'm on uh, the Sid and Friends show on WABC Radio today, this morning, as I always am Thursday mornings. And you should listen if you get a chance. You can listen to WABC Radio anywhere in the world. And it's easy. Even I can figure it out. Just punch up WABC Radio live. And boom, you can hear it. Okay. So I'm out with Sid Rosenberg. Okay. Sid is number one in the morning, and Sid gives me a lot of credit for that happening. I'm not so sure that's accurate. I think Sid 
has done it largely by himself. Anyway, the subject comes to Trump versus DeSantis. Will it take? But we are setting up, especially with Trump's visit yesterday, if this guy really does jump in now, once his police tour is done, what a behemoth battle between Donnie and Ronnie coming up, yes? Donnie and Ronnie. Yeah. I like, like that. <laughs> Weren't they a group in, uh, that was Paul and Paula, I'm sorry. <clears throat> hey, Paula. Um, Donnie and Ronnie. Yeah? Okay. I it that. would be. It would be a political event. Okay? It would be something. Yeah. If they go head to head, it's not going to be boring. Right? So I still don't know. I can't really advance the story. After I talk with the former president in three weeks, I might be able to give a little bit more insight because, I mean, I know Donald Trump's running and he's not going to drop out. Well, he's going to be in. DeSantis looks like he's running, and Sid referred to the police tour. He's going to the major cities to say, look, we've got to impose law and order here. All right? Um, it's out of control. So it looks like he's running. And if you put them against one another, now you would have in a debate Nikki Haley on the stage and there's another high-tech guy running. I don't know much about him. I'm looking at him, but uh, he doesn't have a chance. And there'll be a few other people that jump in. I don't think Mike Pence is going to jump in because he knows he, he can't win. Um, but there'll be a few governors, I think, that might but anyway, uh, I figured you'd like that clip, Donnie and Ronnie. And then the Paul and Paula reference was to a giant hit, Hey, Hey, Paula, featured in the movie Animal House. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings, against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. 
Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. All right, happy segment. Everybody wants to be happy, right? Don't you? I mean, it's a human condition. We'd all like to be happy because... When we're happy, we're happy. Roll the tape. Giant hit for Farrell Williams. So in England, um, at the University of Central Lancashire, um, a woman, um, a researcher named Laurie Douthwaite Walsh, came up with four things that human beings can do to be happy. And I figured I'd pass them on. First, move your body. Be active. All right? Don't just sit or sleep or nap. Now, napping makes me happy, but I understand I got to get out there and move it. Okay. Two, prioritize connections. This is, you know, dopey speak to have friends. Keep up with your friends and family. That's important. That's called socialization. Okay. Three, practice gratitude. That's a big one that you don't really hear about. If somebody does you a kindness, not only do you send them a written, thank you, either in an envelope or in an email or a text, but you go out of your way to try to do something for them. It doesn't have to be right away, but practice gratitude. Very important. People remember that. And fine, spending time with pets. Now, I'm not so sure about this. I got a pet. Everybody knows Holly the Terror Dog, uh, the marketing arm of BillOReilly.com, the uh, most spoiled dog in the world. Um, I don't know. I walk the terror dog a lot. The terror dog needs exercise and so do I. So we're out there and the terror dog has a nice life. And I like the terror dog. The terror dog was originally a gift for my son who wanted a corgi. Little did I know that if you buy a corgi, you have to buy the biggest vacuum cleaner on the face of the earth because the corgi sheds so much. I mean, it looks like Yeti is in my house. Okay, but anyway, the, a pet will enhance your life. I don't know about goldfish, but Holly is certainly a plus in the O'Reilly home. Now, uh, Smart Asset, a financial technology company, listed 25 happiest places in America. You want to know what they are? I think you do. Okay, happiest place in America, the happiest, number one, Sunnyvale, California. All right. That's on the peninsula, I believe. Uh, Arlington, Virginia, because people have federal jobs for life there. Second, Bellevue, Washington, outside of Seattle, Fremont, California, Fresno, Texas, Frisco, Texas, Plano, Texas. I, I lived in Richardson right below Plano. Nice place to live. Roseville, California, San Jose, Santa Clarita, Irvine, Huntington Beach, California, all California because of the weather. 
Madison, Wisconsin, Alexandria, Virginia, right next to Arlington. Then I got San Francisco in there. Now, this means that something went wrong here. That's not a happy place. I'm sorry. And neither is Seattle. They're not happy. Boise, Indiana, Idaho. Boise is a happy place. Hayward, Honolulu, Raleigh, Austin, Glendale, Virginia Beach, Fort Collins, Anchorage, Santa Rosa. Okay, so those are the happiest places. Now, it's based upon three things. Personal finance. All of those places are affluent. People have money. You have to have money to buy a home there. Two, well-being. I don't know what that means. I don't know what wellness is. I don't know. I, I, a guy putting up a, you know, it's Ron's Deli and Wellness Center. I, I don't know what wellness. And quality of life, again, vague quality of life. I mean, it means I, I, I guess you're doing the right thing or whatever. But I thought you'd like to know that. I agree with a lot of those towns, not all of them. How about an unhappy place, St. Louis, Missouri? So the DA there, Kim Gardner, far left Soros person, fired today, fired by the Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey, fired her. Why? Because St. Louis has the highest homicide rate in the USA. Can you believe that? The highest per capita, 70 homicides per 100,000 people. But what really set it off was there was a guy last weekend who was had violated his bail conditions time after time after time. Gardner wouldn't put him in jail even after the violations. And he crashed into a teenage volleyball player and hurt. I don't know whether it's a him or her, the volleyball player, but hurt the teenager. And that was it for Andrew Bailey. She's fired. Now, she's going to play the race card. I guarantee it. But I would have fired her long before this. Enough with these district attorneys who will not enforce the law. Smart life. All right, as you know, and I, and I really hope you have been following us this week, foreign news is becoming more and more important to our well-being. If Russia and China escalate all of the conflict, the economy and our lifestyles are going to be hurt. Our foreign news partner is dailychatter.com. Dailychatter.com. 6 a.m. every morning. I get, you get if you sign up, all right, four or five foreign stories that you will never hear. And they're interesting stories. And it's clean. There's no bias, okay? It's just boom, 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 boom. So I wanted to remind you again that foreign news is becoming more and more important. You're not going to get the truth from the American media, but Daily Chatter gives you a good look every day at what's happening in the world. This day in history, February 23rd, 1836, the siege of the Alamo begins. So stay with me here. I'm putting on my history teacher hat because a lot about the Alamo is false and fiction. Mexico was dominating Texas in 1836, all right? And Texas wanted to be independent. It didn't want to be part of the United States necessarily, it wanted to be its own republic, the Lone Star. That's why they have the flag today. But Mexico said no. So there was a fight, okay? 
So about 200 uh, Texans, they called them Texians back then, T-E-X-I-A-N-S. They showed up in San Antonio at a mission, Catholic mission, called the Alamo. And Santa Ana, the general in charge of that area, the Mexican general, had about 5,000 troops at his disposal and said to the Texians, you get out of here, we're going to kill you. Well, the Texans stayed, led by Davy Crockett, okay, and uh, William Travis and James Bowie. All right. Disney did a big thing on it. John Wayne did a movie on it. All of that. Anyway, the fight was about five days. All of the Texans were killed. The only survivor, and this is, I did not know this, was a woman named Susanna Dickinson and her newborn baby. Ms. Dickinson was the wife of Captain Dickinson, who was killed. Okay, so that was 187 years ago today that started, February 23rd. In April 21st, Sam Houston caught up to Santa Ana and wiped him out, defeated him, captured him, that was the end of Mexico and Texas. It didn't take long. So February, March, April, two months, because the Texas militia was so angry about this slaughter, this massacre at the Alamo, that they just, boom, like that, the Battle of San Jacinto. And for those of you living in Texas, that is the history of your state. All right, got a good mail segment and a final thought that will help your life, I believe. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's go to the mail. Judith on the message board. This post is about Trump's visit to East Palestine. I saw his remarkable uplifting speech on Newsmax. Fox would not show it. They showed Tim Scott's speech instead. So I don't mind them showing Senator Scott's speech because I'd like to get to know Senator Scott a little bit better. But I think they could have dipped in and out of it. Absolutely. But they don't want Trump anymore. They don't. Susan Emmett, West Bloomfield, Michigan. I was a hardcore Trump supporter, but he is less disciplined now. He has an outstanding record to run on, but he rarely talks about his accomplishments. He's obsessed with DeSantis. Thank you always, O'Reilly, for telling the truth, even though it's sometimes hard to hear. Well, you are welcome, Susan. And I, you know, I'm going to talk about DeSantis with uh, President Trump when I see him. David withheld Madison, Wisconsin. I consider myself a liberal Democrat. I heard your comments regarding media that all of them are in it for the money. I appreciate your honesty in reporting the facts and that it costs you sometimes premium members. I've lost faith in both political parties and it's worse 
for the news media. Well, keep the faith a little bit, David, because we go in cycles here in this country. We're in a down cycle now. And I can't tell you when we come out of that down cycle, but I believe we will. Anthony DiCarlo, Merrick, New York, on Long Island, where I am. The Ukraine war has me concerned. There seems to be no effort toward a diplomatic solution. If you follow the money, the military complex is making billions of dollars. That's true. Somebody's got to make the weapons and the ammunition. But this is not a conspiracy, and there is no negotiating with a guy like Putin who doesn't want to negotiate, does he? Now, if Putin said, look, let's talk about it, believe me, there'd be a negotiation, and Zelensky couldn't do anything about it. Matt Gangola, Mesa, Arizona. Sean Hannity had Marjorie Taylor Greene on his program. She's suggesting a national divorce. According to Congresswoman Greene, we need to separate red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. How do you feel about that, O'Reilly? I, I don't feel about it at all. I mean, I think she's an interesting guest. You know, I know why Sean had her on, but it's fantasy. You know, states are going to Once you sign up for the Constitution, you're in. There's no out. You're here. Okay, that's it. South tried to secede. No. So all of this is just fantasy, and I don't do that. I don't have time to do any of that. Kathleen, how did Obama not get 12 million-plus votes from the minority community like Biden? Because the votes weren't for Biden. They were against Trump. I don't know why you guys don't understand this. Okay? So it wasn't that the minority communities in the major cities were voting for Biden. They were voting against Trump because he was demonized in those communities. And they came out in droves. Pardon the cliche. Sarah Shaver, thank you for speaking about repentance and forgiveness, O'Reilly. It's not spoken about enough, even in churches, in my opinion. So for you to speak on these critical topics on your worldwide platform gives me hope for society. Look, all I can tell you is what I do, okay? And now I had a lot of questions um, about what I'm giving up for Lent, okay? And I'm not giving up anything, but I am doing something. Every day I'm doing a random act of kindness, going out of my way, something, you know, if I, I try to be a kind person anyway, but now I'm looking, I'm investigating to try to do kindness every day. So I got to do 40. Some days I don't find one, but I got to do 40 of them because 40 days of Lent. So 40 random acts of kind, kindness, helping people out. That's my Lenten thing. It's better than giving up haagen which I've cut back drastically on because of the sugar, but I still love it. Charles, Pope Francis gave President Biden a pass on the abortion question. We don't know that. The Pope talked to Biden in private. Now, Joe Biden has not been sanctioned because the Catholic Church doesn't want to get into politics. But we don't know whether Pope Francis, what he did, and it's not fair to make that accusation. Okay, if you go to BillOReilly.com, you can go to our store and sign up for Team Normal. You don't have to sign anything, but you get the gear. All right, we're making it now. There's the bumper sticker. 
We got, I got a mug. Come back to me. I'll show the mug. We got these mugs, and they're really good. Um, these are red, white, and blue. All right? You can get them in all colors. They will last forever. Team normal. And then we got the hats and shirts coming on in. So order in advance. You'll get them first. And if you change your mind, we're not going to charge you until we ship the stuff. And it's okay. You don't have any obligation. You want to be on Team Normal? It's not political. Send a message. You know, you could be on Team Crazy. All you got to do is sign up for whatever MSNBC is doing. Cheap shot, but deserved. Word of the day to not be impudent. I-M-P-U-D-E-N-T. A lot of my former high school students were impudent, but just for a short time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Back with a final thought in a moment. Okay, as I mentioned, a very busy week. Uh, we had a really uh, important interview with Graham Allison, uh, former dean of the Kennedy School at Harvard. He still teaches up there. Uh, that is posted. Now, if you are a BillOReilly.com premium member and concierge member, you can get our broadcast anytime you want. All right? That's number one. You can get a free transcript of everything I say. Number two. Okay? Number three. You have access to all of the specials that we do, and we do a bunch of them. I'm going to launch a new thing in the spring, which I think will please you, called My Country. And it's historically based, and it's contemporized in the sense that we'll have information that I, I can't work in here. But anyway, a lot of stuff going on at BillOReilly.com, but the membership is important. Obviously, we have to hire a staff and pay our people. That's why we do these touts. Um, but more importantly, it helps you, particularly if you're a concierge member. So every day I answer, I don't know, 50 or 60, and a lot of them are people in trouble. You know, sometimes the trouble is pretty bad. And I can help you directly sometimes or refer you to people who can help you. And so if you're a concierge member, you get that. And I'm talking about random acts of kindness. I'm, I'm pleased to do it. So that's a program. Again, we're giving you a free book, any book you want uh, of all of my killing books, including that you can get a free upcoming Killing the Witches, which you're going to love, by the way. And it comes out in September. So it's not a lot of money. And wh why wouldn't you want to have that backup? It's a good deal. Concierge and premium membership on BillOReilly.com. Thank you for watching and listening. New column Sunday noon. We'll see you soon.
Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.